Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I am your host, Ellie Hope Herringshaw. I'm really glad you're here. Today is a very special episode because two of my besties are on this episode today, Jim and Lynn Jackson from Connected Families. They are my mentors and just amazing friends of mine. I love them so much. They are spiritual parents to me. And today they are talking about their marriage. They are the founders of Connected Families, an amazing parenting organization. But today they're talking about marriage and the importance of honesty and communication. We're going to go for it. Please enjoy it. Be blessed, y'all. I'm really, really glad that you're here, that I'm here in your beautiful home. Thank you so much. In our, in our beautiful home, but messy bedroom, perhaps. <laughs> it's the best sound in the building. We may or may not be recording this in your bedroom, which is, uh, I don't know, it just goes really, you know, yeah, really what? well into getting just a taste of your honesty and communication in your marriage. That's right. <laughs> our authenticity is of the level of here. This is the deadest sound in the whole house, so come on into our messy but, bedroom. But what was so great was that you were trying to find all the the nice sound in your house for me, which I'm so grateful for. So thank you for doing this. But when I was thinking about having someone on to talk about honesty and communication as a part of divorce prevention, you guys are the first people that came to mind. And I was like, I know they're crazy busy because you guys have your own ministry. You are podcasting now. Mm -hmm. Praise God. (laughs) I was trying to get you guys to podcast for a long time. (laughs) And and so I'm just, I'm so grateful for your time, number one. But then your friendship Mm. and your wisdom means so much to me because you guys were, well, you know, you, you are the parents of my best friend, Bethany, but you were the... I, you were the second people that I came to when I discovered my ex-husband's affair because I feel so safe with you. And I feel so the 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 com- the communication that you have brought, the the safety that you make how you make people feel is something that I value so much. And that goes yeah, that just goes really really far. So I'm I'm so blessed and honored by who you guys are. I'll stop. <laughs> I mean, this is not. <laughs> this is not supposed, supposed to be like. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's not supposed man. to be flattery. Yeah. I no, really I do mean it. I really do mean it, and yeah. Well, we are honored to be mm-hmm. here with you this way, and uh, honored that God has used um, our long relationship to to encourage your journey. Yeah. And you to encourage <laughs> ours. And uh, so, yeah, it's a delight to be here talking with yeah. you about this topic. We're passionate to see couples figure out how to be strong and mm-hmm. know the joy of the Lord and uh, be authentic. Uh, and we recognize, Lynn and I, firsthand that it gets messy sometimes and it's really hard sometimes. And it might be easier to take a little off ramp from the relationship today. But our, our pastor, taught us long ago that uh, the road to every divorce is by way of a thousand off ramps. Wow. And uh, so we want to do what we can in this time to help Mm -hmm. parents not take those off ramps, but to stay on the track of commitment, of honoring Jesus in one another uh, and discovering, I mean, even lately, you know, this thing that we've been talking about, like, where's Jesus in you and how can I love that better? Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
Oh, that's yeah. a really great question. Yeah, yeah, where is where is Jesus in you right now? How can I love that? Yeah. How can I love Jesus in you? Yeah, because mm-hmm. candidly, as we get older, you know, the, the 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 little goofy idiosyncrasies that you're sort of able to hide early in your relationship with each other, <laughs> they, they don't go away. Really, <laughs> and they become more Wait, prominent. You mean that marriage doesn't fix those things? No. I'm, okay. I'm, I still have the same quirks, and I think as we get, you know, as we now yeah. are into our uh, s- seventh decades of mm. life or sixth, I guess I'm about to wrap up and <laughs> I don't want to tell anybody you're older than me, but I guess I just did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Way to be authentic, honey. Way to do <laughs> With it. my information. <laughs> but you know, as, as, as we, as we get older, those little quirks, they yeah. actually get quirkier and they mm. get more pronounced, yeah. I think a lot of times. And, and I mean, God has formed us too, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He always does. Yeah. Well, it's part of just seeing the whole person and embracing that whole person as a package mm-hmm. and recognizing yep. that the things that are quirky and sometimes drive you crazy are the flip side of the things that you really value. <laughs> and so being able to keep your eye on the whole package mm-hmm. when you're irritated by something. Well, I think a lot of times I've heard people say that the th- those like quirky like little things are the things that actually attract you to that person. Yeah. And then they can turn annoying yeah, <laughs> even. Exactly. But then you have to remember, nope, those are actually things that I really yeah. so loved. For, so for example, Lynn, Lynn, when we met, she had this certain instant intensity about certain distractions. Anything from a bug on the window to a noise in the room mm-hmm. to uh, something somebody said that, that she wanted to revisit. And what was that? What was that? What was that? And it was like, oh, she's so spunky and she's got so much... <laughs> energy and then a few years into our marriage uh, I don't even remember what the deal was but Lynn like when we get mosquitoes in the house that's a big deal for her like oh, we gotta kill that. every mosquito <laughs> oh. and I used to think that was cute but but I'm trying to have a serious conversation with her about something and there's a mosquito on the wall and she goes after that oh, honey can you just listen for a little bit and <laughs> and like I got frustrated and then and then literally like I I, I was like that was not the heart that I want to have mm. for my wife. And I, uh, I reflected and was prayerful and kind of determined before the Lord on my own that I wanted to love that part of Lynn. So then, I don't know, it was a yeah. couple of days later, she went after the mosquito and I literally, like the Lord gave me a smile for that. Hmm. But even to this day, so that was 20 or more years ago, even to this day, if I let it, that sort of thing annoys me. Right. Yeah, and then it, if, it I, if it annoys yeah. me and I don't take it to the Lord hmm. and let it unannoy me and still love Jesus in her, even though she goes after mosquitoes in crazy ways that, that, that tend to annoy me, um, if I don't do my work, then that annoyance starts to become a perturbance, starts to become a judgment, hmm. starts to become a definition. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really interesting point. So one of the one of the things you guys you guys speak mainly to parents, right? Mm-hmm. So that's your that's your ministry. Yep. Connected Families is an amazing parenting organization. Highly recommend it to people. I mean, I I do recommend it, you know, on and off the air as well. <laughs> I may or may not have quoted you guys a couple times on this podcast already, and so um, but but you have this beautiful framework, and this framework at the foundation is such an important message that everything else flows from, which I love so much. And, and you're already communicating that, that that's what your messaging is. Mm-hmm. So could you talk about that foundational piece just a little bit and why that's so important? 
Well, the, the foundation piece is really about a sense of it's my job to look at what's going on in me yeah. before I address what's going on in somebody else. So yeah. sort of a foundational belief about marriage specifically is that conflict, angry conflict, is my sin running into your sin, and it's my job to work on my sin, not yours, as my first priority. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot there. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And that's that's really the starting point for safety because if we feel like uh, the agenda of the other person is to fix us, that's really unsafe because it mm. communicates the message, you are not okay as you are. You need to be fixed and it's my job to fix you versus mm. conflict is my sin running into yours. So we're both involved here and yes. we're each responsible to work on our own stuff. Wow. That's really kind of, in marriage, I think that's how you yeah. would state that's um, beautiful foundation and that that one thought has helped me a lot when I'm just like raring to go work and fixing gym <laughs> right it's like wait a minute what's going on in me in this how do I take that before the Lord at least start to work on that yeah before I get really intense about addressing something I see going on with him how can I humble myself in this what's my what's my part in it mm -hmm. and how right. can I bring that to the Lord and then even that to the the other person and lead in an apology or something right uh, yeah as otherwise conflict is like I'm just gonna throw mud on you and see what I can get to stick but if you know if something comes my way I'm gonna brush it off and I'm not gonna own anything and it just yeah. is this shame blame cycle yeah that yeah but it, it, it doesn't even start as conflict necessarily for me anyway, because the, the example that I'm thinking about is that Lynn and I value taking care of our health differently than one another. Now, we both in the cosmic sense value mm -hmm. taking care of our health, um, but Lynn is much more disciplined than I am about that. And uh, and I have a, you know, I'm more of an epicure, so I'm inclined to maybe eat the starchy, sugary, fatty <laughs> things a little bit more than she is. And, you know, early in our marriage especially, you know, it, so it wasn't a conflict at first. It was a good heart. You had a heart for my health. But hmm. then the way that you would bring that up wouldn't necessarily, like it, it always felt like she's just trying to fix me. And part of that was that I now I've got shame. And so so she would say something like, are you, sh are you sure you want to eat that? <laughs> and I'd say, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> little sharp you know and so, so, <laughs> so, so there. her heart Thank was you. not a heart that wasn't like her sin yeah. ran into my sin it was like her good desire ran into my sin perhaps or or her good desire ran into mm. my way of thinking then they're just both different not even necessarily sinful but then then there's sort of this layer of sin maybe on top of it right like so so I need him to be healthy the way I'm healthy in order for me to be okay hmm. that's a sin and I need her to not bother me about this because it's none of her business, even though we're one. I mean, they, like, that's my sin. Yeah. And so then I get defensive and I get snippy and then and then I eat when she's not looking because I have this energy like nobody can control me. That's So now our sin ran into each other, but it didn't start mm -hmm. that way, right? Sure. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, but then what's happening is you're setting this foundation of that, that, that foundation piece is you are safe with me. So you're... You know, when we deal with our own stuff and we have that, um, when we have that heart of, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the Lord with my stuff and become a safe person mm -hmm. for your, for your stuff, <laughs> yeah. for the stuff that you're struggling with. So then when that, 
when that other person comes with sin, like actual real sin. Yep. You know, I mean, like if you're struggling with eating, that is that that can be sin. Well, sure. It, and so I, I want to stop you. Yeah. Because, because honestly, the sort the, the the sort of the foray into to, to eating issues, it was a source of our biggest fight before we married, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't like a fight fight, but it was the well, source of our our strongest disagreement yeah concern well there's probably there may have been like a value difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that was noticed before you were married and so in in one respect i'm testing the waters with lynn and she's testing the waters with me to be honest about this thing that really doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal but how yeah. we navigate that lays a foundation <laughs> of right. safety mm-hmm. for future stuff sorts of issues yeah. wow okay so a few years later after testing the safety over and over and over again and finding lynn to be cosmically safe grounded mm. in grace wow and yeah. i start to have affection for that i didn't take action on but affection for another woman in the workplace yeah uh and and i started noticing myself making decisions around that just to be yep. present a little bit differently or a little bit more or uh, you know, and there was an excitement about that, and all of a sudden, and then there's this mixed icky thing going on. Like, hey, that's kind of cool, um, but I don't like how it feels either. And mm. so, am I going to talk about this or am I not? And the decision was yes, because I I know that I need to do that, and I can trust that cosmically, Lynn is going to be safe when I talk yes. about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and that does back us up to our engagement, which I think. The, the you know a framing perspective is mm-hmm. the finishing of the story about the conflict of overeating I've things heard that yet, eating. and that was <laughs> that our first you hadn't thought of that story yet yeah, of course <laughs> that um, our our first significant conflict was we went to a potluck together while we were engaged and um, it was an ethnic one with lots of different cultural foods which is like there's nothing more exciting for for my special gym, then lots of different tastes. Lots of different tastes, and so I'm salivating just remembering the <laughs> yeah. meal right now, and that was 33 forget, years ago. Did you yeah. forget lunch? <laughs> and he was going, "Oh, oh, what's that? Oh, can I try some of that?" And he almost leap across the table to scoop himself a little bit of that. Oh, I was I not in my conversation. Will consider it best. Yeah, it was sure. like his normally social wow. self just kind of shrunk into a oh potluck dish, and I'm watching going oh my gosh is this kind of guy gonna weigh 350 pounds by the time we're you know <laughs> we're five years into marriage right. and i'm starting to shut down oh, interesting i yeah. i you know it's our, our two cultural um marriages were it's like italy meets japan he's super expressive and yes, vocal with stuff yeah. and i was and more, more closed down okay, keep the peace yeah. and so i'm starting to shut down thinking mm. Where is this going to go? And I'm, am I okay with this? Yeah. So you're thinking so, later down the line. I'm thinking where later is this down the gonna, line. Where is this going to yeah. lead? Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is very candid about a lot. I mean, that's or very common about a lot of the sort of stresses that, that mm-hmm. couples have. It's like yep. we start to project this little thing that's happening now into the future. We get scared about it. We don't know what to do about it. So we either we either get anxiously <laughs> disruptive about it or we go inward about it thinking I shouldn't be so critical. Neither of those routes helps us grow toward each other in intimacy. Mm. Right. Okay. So we're on the way home from the potluck, and I'm just thinking about this, picturing this, you know, 354 Bill's oh, no. husband. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 and, 
I'd be wider than I am tall. <laughs> it could have happened. <laughs> You've grown so Did much you? in self-discipline, honey. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. and, and I'm pretty pensive. And, and yeah. he's like, what's going on? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Come on now, what's going on? It's, it's really not a, a big deal. I just, I just, you know, nothing. And so he stops on the railroad tracks. Oh, Jim. I know, right? <laughs> and looks at me and says... I'm going to win this one. <laughs> oh, no. He says, um, we're not going to go into a marriage where we keep secrets from each other. Oh, and my so gosh. I'm not moving until you tell me what's going on. So good oh, impulse. I don't recommend stopping right. on railroad tracks. Word. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a little controlling, but the heart was right. <laughs> so God honored it. <laughs> it's big and dramatic. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Talk about, yeah, that, that was Italy, meaning that Japan. was, yeah. I mean, you guys are very different people. Oh, yeah. But, but to set that foundation mm-hmm. of we're not going to keep secrets. And, and I mean, the heart behind that, Jim, was clearly that you care for her enough to know that, and you want to know, yeah, the, you know, <laughs> all I, of the things, all of the I want to know, even if it's a hard thing to feelings, hear, even if it's yes. about me. Um, even if it's hard to hear, even if when I hear it, I'm probably not going to respond immediately in grace, Yeah. uh, which, you know, I still throughout our marriage wish I did more and more. I think I do it more now than Mm -hmm. I did then, but it still is, Mm. you know, it's still a a work in progress and it's always hard to hear stuff about ourselves that is, is, you know, pointing out our sin. Even if, even if God's spirit has pointed it out before and I've, you know, I'm able to resist that in a little different way than I am when it's my wife. Yeah. And vice versa when it's me to you. I mean, we, you know, so then can we push into the hard things Mm. knowing that grace will emerge on the other side of this and knowing yeah. that our flesh and it, that our sin is still going to, it's our sin is going to run into each other. We're going to wrestle through this. It's going to take a while to sort it out, but are we committed to doing that yeah. or not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're talking about grace. What, what, what I'd love to get into here is, so why is, the, why is grace the foundational aspect of honesty? Why is it such an important part of being honest? If we don't see that there's grace in the messes, then it's really hard to go through the layers to get the messy, messy layers mm-hmm. to get to the bottom line of truth of what's going on in our hearts. In our personal hearts. In our personal yes. hearts. Right. Okay. Yeah. If, if there's an expectation of you've got to get this perfect um, and, you know, I've got to be able to make you to be perfect, then I'm going to put my energy into... <laughs> hiding the things that don't look perfect versus just yeah. I'm a mess you're a mess we're in this together and yeah. so is God's grace yeah so, so and just to clarify and back up to sort of the fundamental of what grace is grace yeah, is please. unmerited favor yeah it's, it's it's being favored undeservedly I'm gonna I'm gonna extend grace to you uh care love affection belief even though you don't deserve it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, and that's what Jesus did. Yeah. So, so I mean, Jesus we talk about we talk about grace. For grace, yeah. Jesus did that for us personally, and so therefore we have the we have the gift of yep. giving it to other people. Yep. Yeah. We're not made perfect by our efforts. Amen. We're made perfect by what Jesus did at the cross, and in Christ we have a perfection that is eternal. Uh, in uh, on this earth, we we aren't going to arrive there just anytime yeah. soon. 
So really, you know, it's grace and mercy. And mercy mm-hmm. is the stuff that truly does invade the messes. Grace is kind of a more common term, but mercy is really what invades our messes. Yeah. And so a defining moment for that for me came one night. It was a parenting moment of okay. just like button heads with our strong-willed oldest son. And I'm just like, and, you know, he's determined to escape the tub and I'm determined to get him into it. And, and I just had this sense of God's... I wish she would do that with me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just—I never thought of that before until now. Like, Thank you on. for that little bit of authenticity. And you're talking about our kids again. Though. It's all right. It's good. Oh no, God. this is a powerful moment, actually. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. And you guys—you talk about this moment a lot in in your workshops yep. and right. that you're you're parenting. Right. Because yeah. it, it became a defining moment for me for hmm. life in relationships, and it okay. was just. Yeah. I turned to Daniel, our, this my, our son, and just said, "You know what, honey? I feel like the Lord really said to me." that he has so much mercy for us in our struggle. He knows how hard it is for you and I to get along. He just has mercy for us. I it was like that. just the, the, the energy of the conflict left, and we just looked at each other, and we had grace and mercy for each other, and then we figured out a solution. Yeah. So that phrase... God has so much mercy for us in our struggle was hmm. like, it, it made a little poster, a little mm-hmm. fuzzy edged pretty yeah. picture poster <laughs> in my mind. And it never left the wall of my mind. And so it showed up in our marriage numerous yeah. times. Particularly, That's how you know it's Jesus. That's yes. how you know it's the Holy Spirit revealing that revelation to you. Yeah. That it was that yeah. defining of a moment. Yeah. yeah. Changed everything. It did. And it showed up again <laughs> in the wall of my yeah. mind uh-huh. on the, the night of our 25th anniversary. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we asked the, the, the lovely question, so moving forward in our marriage, what do you think is something good to grow in? Okay. And that, let's, we won't go into details, but let's just say it spiraled down from there mm. and turned into the most difficult argument we've had in years. Wow. And why just hung on to God has so much mercy for us yeah. in our struggle. And it was yeah. a disaster of a night. But about three days later, we did a do-over and it was fabulous. But we kept working at that conflict until we resolved it. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it was days. I mean, wow. it, and it, you know, that that's the kind of experience that can easily become an off-ramp. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, our 25th anniversary boating picnic extravaganza. I had written a song. I had the guitar. He had the hors d'oeuvre tray. This is never, <laughs> Guys, like, who are we beautiful. fooling? This is never going to work. Let's yeah. go find some new excitement here. Or, or she can never understand me, or he can never understand me. Or, mm. And and if after 25 years we don't get it, maybe it's time to figure out something else. I mean, you know, it's like those are the kind of thoughts. And, and mm-hmm. candidly, I, yeah. I remember being on the island looking out over the lake and hearing the flag flap across the bay and in the wind and, and just thinking, oh, why am I working so hard? And the answer was three days later in the experience of mm-hmm. the joy, the mercy, the restoration, the honesty, the reconciliation, uh, the do-over picnic. Like let's mm-hmm. let's let's do this again, and let's let's not ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> but but let's let's yeah. let's let's look for Jesus in each other and enjoy and love that, and and not expect that that makes us each the whim, uh, the, the 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 wife or husband of one another's dreams, because mm-hmm. that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Because yeah. you're both people. We're both flawed humans. Uh, our opposites yeah. attracted, but we, we often joke that, you know, the opposites attract, but they only have their best foot forward when they do. 
Hmm. And they're dragging their hidden foot behind. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like like if you sort of change the metaphor to that of an iceberg, it's like the tips of the icebergs happen to fit together from time to time because <laughs> the shape of all of the all of the mass yeah. underneath spins and twirls in a way that allows the tips to get close. Mm-hmm. But there still is a There's mass still, underneath that iceberg. Yeah. And when the winds come and the storms come, the, the icebergs are going to mm. start to twist and spin and the mass is going to run into each other and it's going to be hard and it's going to be difficult. And the work of marriage is to just keep chiseling away at that mass hmm. so that we can continue to grow closer and closer. And who knows, maybe even one day as we do it. I mean, figuratively, I think when we're married as one, our icebergs join. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, right. you know, the metaphor is kind of all over the place. But, but. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> we'll just go with the metaphor. It's a great metaphor. Yeah, yeah. The tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So, but I mean, it sounds like y- your marriage has been hard. It has not always been a walk oh, in the park. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And when it, and when the kids were young and the responsibility was high, the stress was high, uh, and our communication patterns were more immature, that was really the hardest part. Yeah. And it was right in the middle of that when we were really disillusioned with each other, that Jim came home with the, the grand announcement. He walks through the door and says, Honey, I figured it out. <laughs> You're not the wife of my dreams. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I went, Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. How do I take that? That is either the worst thing I've ever yeah. heard or a really big relief. Hmm. So, Because then he said, You're the wife of my reality. And I went, all right, I'll choose by faith to believe that's a really good thing. And it was because it was that freedom, that grace that allowed us to be messy and be okay together. Well, and it's, you know, it's, and and, I mean, honestly, honestly, candidly, uh, so in in one respect, Lynn is the woman of my dreams. Uh, but, But I was wrestling because my dreams back then were much more fleshly fantasaical mm, sorts right, of dreams about right. I should come home to this and after the kids are in bed here's how it should go yep. and she should respond to me when I stroke her hair just this way mm-hmm. in a certain way because that's how it's supposed to go and it's instead how the movies went it's how the movies went <laughs> and so I would stroke Lynn's hair just the way I like mine's stroked and she would go oh stop it touch me like that please <laughs> you're messing that. my do yeah. <laughs> well no but it was a, it was sensory yeah. aversive it was, it was yeah, sensory right. too. and so but but so on the surface of like hmm. the surface dreams that we have about what marriage is supposed to be like I realized that's like this is a woman of who's different who's and and uh you know it's interesting because you say this thing about marriage is hard I would say marriage is as hard as the idolatry of my unrealistic expectations we could make a poster out of that we maybe could <laughs> um I'm going to <laughs> that's yeah that's yeah that's yeah. beautiful because so I, I, I really think yep. that that what makes marriage hard is my resistance to let Jesus define me. Yeah. Is my resistance hmm. to let Jesus define her wow. and my inclination to have me and her and our marriage be defined by how wonderfully we do all of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the work still to yes. this day after 33 years, we're not there. I mean, we still wrestle and struggle and, yeah. and go through things and, and we think it should be over and it's not. And it's almost like the Lord just allows us in the context of this marriage to peel away more and more onion skins that show us how deceitfully wicked our hearts can be mm-hmm. when we allow the flesh to rule and how resistant we can be to letting the love, the grace of Jesus define us and flow out from us and give him glory for it Mm -hmm. well i love what you're saying too because 
God has placed this other person in your life to be that refining part, mm-hmm. to be that, to, to, to strip away those yep. inconsistencies of your own personal heart if we allow that to. Mm-hmm. Oh, for And it sure. sounds like, it sounds like <clears throat> in that surrender, when we just, when, when you just open your heart to that, I'm going to allow this person yep. to reveal those things with safety and with grace. Mm-hmm. Because they're for me, because God has good things for me and this right. person loves me. So then, so in that, in that there's, there's just so much beauty there. Mm-hmm. So much beauty to, to then become more like Jesus. Right. And that's where, I mean, I, I think a, a, a foundational belief is um, just the sense that I am called to and capable of, and this is sort of related mm-hmm. to our little parenting framework adapted to marriage. Yeah. I am called to and capable of the close, connected, joy-filled relationships that Jesus bought for us on the yes. cross. Mm-hmm. And that yes. kind of kept us going through the hard times. It's like, I know that that Jesus has that for us, but it, yeah. ca- it, it requires our surrender in the nitty-gritty um, to just keep slogging through all our messy stuff yeah. um, to find the joy. To be, because it's there. Yep. Because joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. It's not something we have to we have to strive for. Right. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sometimes we have to choose it. Yeah. So <laughs> so at the stuff. end of some of those messy conflicts yeah. where the tendency is just going, oh, well, we got through that. You know, we we sort of have a little agreement to try to consciously celebrate when we work through something um, and get to yeah. the end of it so that um, – then there's just more determination next time to do to that. Keep, to yeah. How do you guys do that? How do you celebrate? Uh, sometimes it's just making sure we smooch afterwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yes. it's just, uh, you know, it's something like, connective. Yeah. Yep. Something okay. connective. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, like we did the do over on our 25th anniversary. Yeah. We are going to go for it and we're yep. going to have fun. We're going to choose to have fun. Yep. yep. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it and it could just be a nice meal. I want to cook you something cool. It could be yeah. we like to we like to just make little shopping runs together from time to time, and mm-hmm. that just kind of grounds us in Jim and Lynn together doing this thing. Um, <laughs> Another exciting goodwill date for Jim and Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I hey, love I got it. some really fancy clothes at Goodwill for yeah. not hey. very much money. You're looking so hot in your Goodwill clothes, honey. <laughs> No, not any day. <laughs> it's a podcast, yeah. so we're, we're not looking at any photos right nobody now. Nobody sees. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 yeah. all the things, but it's with the consciousness that we're celebrating and reconnecting. Yeah, like it's how do we get back to connection? How do we? Yeah, you know, I I still reflect often, and and I don't I don't do this dismally, but you know, there was a movie twenty years ago called As Good as It Gets. Okay. And where Helen Hunt and Jack Nicholson oh, were these no, two quirky this, yeah. characters okay. and, and they kind of sort of fell in love and were both better because of it and yet it was still really awkward. And then, you know, at one point they have these, these very unrealistic hopes and dreams for what love and relationship is supposed to look like. And then like most the, people. Like most people. <laughs> and then there's this line in the movie where Jack Nicholson, or maybe it was even Helen, I can't even remember which one of them said it, but they were just like, maybe this is as good as it gets. And then it was like this relief for everybody. Like that's where that's where in that you know in the movie, yeah. And they didn't call it this, of course, but that's where we saw this picture then of grace, of mm. mercy, of acceptance, of not being the perfect people we long to be and will be someday in heaven, but just 
trapped in these earthly vessels that are still cracked and still subject to yeah. to trouble and difficulty of all kinds this is this is us and mm-hmm. and you know what i like us mm-hmm. and i love you <laughs> and and let's just keep slogging it out because yeah. I can't imagine slogging it out after all this work with anybody but you. <laughs> now that doesn't sound like the lofty romantic mm-hmm. platitude that people look <laughs> for. And there are times where we, where we look at each other in the eyes and just say, I am just so glad that you're mm-hmm. the one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that God yep. picked us to be together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, it's all, it, it's all built on this, strange quirky messy foundation of 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 grace of safety of identity in christ Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah let's say somebody is listening to this podcast who's engaged what would you say to them as a piece of advice to to set out their relationship on um on grace honesty communication Mm -hmm. I think it's it would just be that to determine in the engagement process that you are going to practice the very level of authenticity and decision-making patterns mm. now that will be the foundation for your marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. it's it's not the season to just keep the peace, give in all the time, you know, just so that it, it, it's all smiles mm-hmm. when you get yeah. to the wedding. But yeah. to yeah. say, this is our trial ground. Yes. You know, hopefully the earlier in the relationship you've done that, the better. Yeah. So that you don't even get to the engagement right. point until you have seen we have a commitment to bottom level honesty. So I think of this verse that we talk about in our sibling online or sibling conflict online course it's really foundational for this principle and it's matthew 5 23 and 24 where it talks about even if you are at the altar giving your gift yep. looking all shiny mm-hmm. doing something that should please god and you remember if somebody's got something against you you go and you be reconciled first yeah so that communicates our first priority is to reconcile with each other above anything else related mm. to pleasing god and so um having that as a foundation in our dating relationship mm-hmm. yeah. of we're going to be of one heart. And when we sense that that's not the case, yeah. then that's our first priority. Right. Or if our response is, I'm going to wait until they come to me right. for to, to apologize. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to hold off connection. Yeah. And, and I love how scripture basically puts the ball in both people's court. Mm-hmm. You know, this one says if someone has something against you, but then in Matthew 18, it talks about if you've got someone, if, if someone you, has sinned against you. Yes. So whether, whichever side whichever of the spectrum you're on, you are commanded to go and reconcile. Yep. Yeah. Let's, let's go after that. Yeah. Right. Let's go after and that. And underneath yeah. that is, because uh, the thing that I thought of in answer to the question, Ellie, was just mm-hmm. don't hide. I think a lot of young couples, they decide, you know what, I'm not going to say that hard thing. I'm going to keep mm. this secret a secret until after we're married and maybe it will go away or maybe it will uh, change and maybe this thing that I struggle with now I won't struggle with then once we're married everything will be better and our commitment will be there and and it's just not how it works I mean if if we keep in fact Lynn I think you should share the kind of phrase that you've that you've rendered about Mm -hmm. what's hidden Mm -hmm. what's concealed gains power 
what's revealed can be healed. And that perspective has helped yep. us yeah. a lot. So at different times, and for both of us, we had an attraction to someone else. And yeah. in both situations, actually, you've had a kind of a... A, cu- a couple of different things. Jim is a serial. <laughs> you know, you guys, people. you guys have written about yeah, this, right? And that's that was so, that was part of the reason why I came to you, mm-hmm. because because I had read I had read your you know your blog posts about that mm-hmm. even before I discovered my ex husband's affair, and so I knew these are clearly safe people that I can go to about this, and you'll yeah. understand. And and you know received me with grace yeah. and yeah. a lot of wisdom in that. But yeah, the, the, the uh, affairs don't happen one night in a back room no. in, a hur- in a flurried hurry, yeah. they happen little by little. And, mm. and both of us in our own ways started affairs yeah. that didn't ever, that didn't ever take physical root. Yeah. But our hearts were starting to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Just we a needed to be able, interest we, in we someone decided, that wasn't healthy. Yes. But had, had, had we not been able to prove earlier in the relationship that safety was there for dealing with hard things, it would have been really difficult. Mm. to to go to each other knowing mm-hmm. that and i'm not I, I, at some point if that's what's going on and your reality is my heart is starting to wander it the time is now to confess to make things right with god to make things right with your spouse to receive healing and to move on mm-hmm. yeah and to get in help that, in that healing to get help to move yes. on to get healing to get help and to, and to move on in that place and keep growing into the help, the healing, the grace of God for you. And that's possible. Mm-hmm. It that's, can yeah. happen. It's possible. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so beautiful. Guys, I am so grateful for your honesty with with me, with this podcast, and with one another because what you guys have is so beautiful. And I know it's hard sometimes, and but your, but your commitment to one another is so beautiful to me. And, um, and so I'm just – I'm – I'm so blessed and honored by you guys. Thank you for, for being here. We love our relationship with you. Yes. Aww. You're going to have to come back too. <laughs> and All so right. any information that I have about um, or that you guys have presented will be in the show notes and the, the kind of the details of this podcast. But I really want to encourage people to follow what you're doing, especially if if they have children. If, so, so would you just say something really, really briefly about Connected Families? Well, Connected Families was born out of our work with other people's kids yeah. uh, in, in, in work with a pediatric population and a high-risk teen population. Mm-hmm. And both of us in our various careers realized sometimes the best way to help these kids is to help their parents Yeah, and to bring God's grace and truth to parents in a compelling way that equips them, inspires them. And uh, years ago, God gave us a little simple sort of framework to view the most important aspects of mm-hmm. relationships uh, sort of through the lens of this framework. And uh, we do everything we can to make that framework memorable, attainable, doable, actionable, and transformational for parents. And it is. And we are uh, on yeah, connectedfamilies.org is our place, and mm-hmm. you can learn more there. Yeah, wonderful. So I really want to encourage people to follow you. I use the framework in my relationships, and I don't have kids. But I, th- I find it transformational. It's just incredibly important. Yeah, it's so a good guide for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so Thanks, much. Thanks, Sally. We love Thank you. you. Love you so much. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know that I did. I love Jim and Lynn so much, their perspective, their wisdom, their authority, and their honesty and communication. What I want you to take away from this episode is the importance of what is going on with my own heart before I address and confront someone else. I think that that's a really, really important step. What's going on with me? Am I a safe person? 
I hope that this series on divorce prevention has been something that has been important to you. I know it's been really important to me. Remember, everyone, there is healing, there's redemption in Jesus, and there is always, always hope. Because remember, hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.